what's going on? What's going on? Good not, not much, not much, not much. Appreciate you coming on. You just make sure Mike is Mike is good and everything. You can hear me good? I can hear you very good. You can hear me back? Yeah, I can I can hear you clear. I can hear you clear. Um welcome to episode six of the Dion Mingo podcast. Today we got Jamal Cooper, who's the head coach at Orange, New Jersey, Orange High School in Orange, New Jersey. Um, I've known Jamal for, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm 38, what, mm-hmm. 20 years? <laughs> yeah, 20 plus years. <laughs> 20 plus years, you know, uh, coming up. I, I grew up in East Orange, and Orange is so close to Orange. If you live on the north side of East Orange, which is uh, the south side, I'm sorry. I lived on South Harrison Street, so you can literally – Come out, make a make a left and make a right, and you're right there in Orange. You're at Orange Park. You could, you know, you could just go over there and play ball to the park. We, we'll touch on that later. But um, how's everything? How's uh, you holding up through this uh, pandemic stuff, man? Uh, it's going well, man. It's better than better more than others, man. You know, it's a lot of people out here. You know, a lot of coworkers out of loss. A lot of family yeah. people losing their other half, better halves, and uh, I just been blessed to get through these days. I don't know what the future holds, but I just pray every day that everything for everybody gets better. Yeah, that's that's the same thing I'm on right now. I'm just the only thing, you know, selfishly, I'm kind of missing not being able to be in the gym, you know, to prepare for like summer ball and spring ball. But, you know, you know, it's serious when you can't can't do nothing, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, you know. Since you're first time, your first time on on the show, we just gonna you know introduce yourself. You know where you uh where you play high school ball at. You know if you played in college and how did you get start coaching? All right, uh, first my name is Jamal Cooper. I'm the head coach at Orange High School. I played basketball from '94 to '98 for Orange High School, and uh, in '99 I went to St. Benedict's for a prep year. And then I went to uh, I went to Essex County. I played the first eight games. Then I had a death in the family. My mother passed away, and I was okay. forced to get a job to take care of my younger sister. And I just never got a chance to get back to playing college ball. So my goal was to help kids not become me, you know, because I didn't have a, a backing or help somebody to help me out to get through the situation I was going through. Right. So I started coaching, you know, the little leagues, you know, little traveling teams. And then um, my old high school coach, Jake Martin, was having some issues where he was at. And he was like, yo, I need your help in like 2006. And um, I said, sure. I went up there, I helped him out. And then I just fell in love with the coaching aspect of the high school. So I was his assistant for about five years. And then um, when the job came available, he decided he was going to step down. Um. Jason Green, I was the athletic director at the time at Orange. He asked mm-hmm. me to, you know, interview for the job, and I interviewed very well. And he was like, yo, it's your time to become a head coach. I was happy being a freshman coach or assistant coach, but <laughs> he was like, nah, bro. You, varsity coach. You, you varsity right out the door. I said, out the door? He's like, yeah, you got it, man. I watched you run practice. I watched you do everything. I just monitored you. You probably didn't think I was paying no attention, but I did, and Mm-hmm. You, you ready for this? And my first year in 2013, we we did very well. We was very young. I had nothing but sophomores, and uh, we was like 16 and nine, and and for the promising year to come back. And then um, the uh, administrators decided that uh, let's bring Jake Martin back. And uh, I had went to West Orange, which is very a blessing for me because um. West Orange, I went up there. Greg Times had just got the job, and he was like, come up here and be my JV coach. I'm like, I was just a varsity coach. I won't be, but right. Mr. Bly said, uh, come up here, be the JV coach. And I said, you know, it's the time for me to learn from Greg Times. He's been a coach, got 500 wins, and, you know, played well. He's an orange guy, and I can learn a lot from him. Plus, I was blessed to be up there. I was up there with two other very good coaches, which was Brian Dillon. That's a head varsity girls coach at Morris Hills. He's the freshman coach for us. And DeMond Cowens, and he's the head coach at West Orange now. And DeMond yeah. was like the perfect workout guy. If you want to get better or whatever, he he took it super serious, and he developed guys, and it was like a great brotherhood up there. I learned, and plus I learned the other aspect on how to coach on the other side in suburban America. 
Right. And, and right. that helped me out tremendously, especially the way I was attacking the game. It helped me out how to break down tape better, helped me down break out X's and old situations, everything. I would just when I was at Orange, my first I would just coach him. We would just get out there, we run and gun, we 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 pressed you hard, we did everything else like that. I spread the ball out for him and let him play. And then when I came back and they rehired me two years later, it was a little difficult for for them because I used to challenge them to become better at becoming a team. And it was, you know, everything now was drive and kick, set up this one-on-one pick and roll. And we didn't, when I started putting in, move the ball five passes for a shot, let's try to get a better shot. You might have a good one, get a better shot for somebody else. They didn't understand that Stand at all. Right. It was so frustrating. So. Yeah. See, and just, you know, for the listeners out there, um, Greg Times is – you know, a legend in orange. He played at Seton Hall, right? Coach yeah, played at Seton Hall. Played yeah, at played Seton Hall. Coach at Clifford Scott. Coach at Clifford Kevin's. Scott. I think he won over 500 games. So yeah. you getting a chance to work with him, that definitely had to been that, – that definitely was a, a good thing for you and you probably soaked up so much knowledge. But, um, you know, did you – well, you, you, said in, you said you had your first year in orange and then you were let go. They brought Coach Martin back, you know. I won't, I won't say that you felt some type of way, but, you know, that must have been a big adjustment. You know, you, you've probably feeling like, look, I got I probably got my team because, you know, I'm, I'm a varsity coach. What a lot of people don't understand is being a varsity basketball coach in New Jersey. These jobs are very, very hard to get. It's not it's not a job where you just apply and you get it. You know, it's it's, it's the luck of the draw. You know what I mean? So. I know you probably felt a little discouraged, a little down after that year that you were let go, and then you had to go back to being the JV, go to being a JV coach. And, you know, so just elaborate on that a little bit, like your mental, how you handled that, and it was, you know, spin it into a positive. Well, what that situation was, um, I was really, really hurt because I grew up in Orange. Orange is right. my town, my city. Right. I'm like a face. I'm like the orange kid. You know, everybody look at me like, because, I, you know, I was a guy that got in trouble. I didn't do things wrong. I did everything the right way. So, but after that happened, it, it really hurt me. But I had to show, I had a principal at the school. Her name was Miss Alcantara. And she brought me in the office and she had a long conversation. And she said, son, you're going to be in this game for a very long time. And one thing you want to do, you want to show character. Right, right. And that's what it, t- it hurt it, but I had to do it. I had to show character. And she said, never let nobody see you down. Smile, do what you got to do. Because somebody's always watching you. And don't right. let this be the end of you. Don't let this city be the end of you. You might got something special going on somewhere else. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's how I was able to get back in Orange. Because although I was let go from Orange, I didn't show. I still supported my town. I still supported right. the kids. Right. You know, right. I still did things outside of basketball for the kids that were still playing for Orange Child. Like, I helped them with their SATs. I helped them go to college recruits. You know, I helped them get something into school and I still show character. I didn't show a bad character. So when I got a chance to re-interview, they saw that. When I interviewed, they was like, wow. And I interviewed with some very good people that could have mm-hmm. took the job that had college, you know, coaching and, and had big resumes. And they was like, he's the man. Like, there's nobody we can get that's not going to pour their all into these kids. So that's yeah. what it was. And with Greg Times, you know, with me coaching with Coach Times, Coach Times was always so, he was just like, everything he did was like right. And he was always mentoring me on everything. How This is how you want to run your program. And this is how you want to do things. Like you said, so when I was up there with him, I was like a sponge. I sat by him and I mentored him. And I sat back and I watched every practice. And I watched everything they did. And, you know, I emulated a lot of things he did. And it, it helped me grow into the coach that I'm going to be. Like, yeah. skies is the limit for what's, what's about to happen for Orange right now. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean... And for the for the listeners out there, once again, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you guys. Well, before I get into that, all the stuff that Coach uh, Cooper just touched on, which is building character, you know, being positive, not burning bridges. These are the same things that we try to tell our players. You know what I'm saying, Coach? We try to let them know, like, you know, yes. when things are not going your way, you got to stay focused. So for you to, you know, have that self-awareness and, you know, someone to tell you, like, look, you got to do this and keep yourself together and look where you're at now. You came back, you know, and like you said, Orange is going to be pretty good. You know, I'm 
I'll, you know, I always try to get a scrimmage with you guys, you know, and come down there or play a game, but we're never in the same division. No. But um, let me just break down the divisions for, you know, listeners who are not aware or whatever. So, Coach Cooper, yeah, what division are you in, uh, Liberty? We're in the uh, third. So I think that's what the Liberty Co- or the Colonial. I Colonial. Confused. I Colonial. Confused. So, like I said on the last. No, no, as a matter of fact, we just moved up. We're in the second division now. Liberty, okay. So, like Liberty. I said on the last episode when I had Coach Elias Brantley, he was in the he's in the American division, and the Super SS Conference is made up of five divisions: It's the American Liberty, Colonial, Independence, and the Freedom Division. So Coach Cooper is in the second division, you know. So every every other night, you know, you're you're probably getting like West Side or something. Uh, yeah, dude. we start off this year. We open up at West Side. Yeah, West Side our, our conference is very strong. This yeah, year. East Side. So the Super Essex Conference is a really, really good competitive conference, at least for those top three divisions. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my my team, North Academy Minutemen, we're in the fourth division, which is the Independence Division, and it's not bad. You know, I don't think none of the the divisions is bad because on any given night, mm-hmm. somebody can beat somebody. Absolutely, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, just wanted to break that down for them. Uh, so the other thing we're gonna go into is, you know, just reflect on this past season. You know how you guys did overall, who you got coming back, what you expect, and you know if you had a turning point this season where you feel like you know I, I think the future is gonna be bright, or you know some things that you guys got to work on. All right. Um, the way the season went, it was uh, kind of how I didn't expect it. Uh, we started off with Addie Starrange in this year, and um, we had a couple guys that had – one thing I hate is guys with agendas. They And it's hitting agendas. Had a couple players with some hitting agendas. And um, yeah. <laughs> everything we worked on in the game, that everything we worked on in practice, the scouting report, everything we broke down about Addie Starrange, you know, I told him, you know, I was blessed from a couple friends with this huddle situation. They gave me some good tape. And I said, one thing about the Stars, they scrap. They got some guards that get after the ball. So we have to move the ball to get some good shots. And I said, secondly, in order to beat them, we got to at least take about 10 charges. Even if we don't, they call blocks. We got to take 10 charges to make them understand it's not easy getting to the rim. Right, 10 attempts. Drive. Just attempt yeah, to take a charge. Attempts. I said, because they're going to drive, they're going to look to kick, they're going to be home, they're going to make them home cooking shots. So let's just try to discourage that shot. And – um. That's what hurt us. We went then we went to the we played in the same Christmas tournament as Irvington. We went to um Hillside to the Christmas tournament and um we was up by twenty two points going into the fourth quarter against North Tech mm-hmm. and lost the game on a wow. computer. Wow. So I'm looking at myself like I cannot believe this because but I said I can't believe what's going on right now. Then we end up losing another game to to, to Dickinson that we should have won. I'm like, this is not happening right now. Right now we should be three and zero, and right now we're zero and three. Right. And then I said, you know what? Let me do something I normally don't do. I played five guys against the next team. I said, I don't care what's going. When we lose a draw, I play these five guys, and we end up winning by twenty. And then I said, you know what? Let me stick with this. Let me let me shorten the rotation up and stop being so nice. So when and, you, so oh oh when you say five guys, you kept. The same starting five, but you no, know, so I just picked five guys that I just gonna work hard. I ain't care. Okay, I said these five guys at least they're gonna just play defense for me because we wasn't gotcha. looking to play no defense at the time. We were just looking to get minds. I want to get on YouTube. I want to get on this. I want to <laughs> get on it. And I want to put something up for Instagram. And I don't care if we win a game. That ain't even for me. I, right. We'll touch on that. Something. We'll touch on all that later. Yeah. So that's where we was at, and then um. We had one on a run. We went like five in a row. So we ended up becoming five and three. I had a nice little run. And then my guard caught pneumonia. And mm. that hurt me. That stretch with him being out two weeks. So he was averaging. He had a run where he scored like 30. Then he had 20. Then he had 30. And then he had 14 in the first quarter against Nutley. But Nutley had a guard that was killing us. He said, he can't score no more. So I got to play defense. Let somebody else do something. And he right. locked the guy down. And then he had another He had another 37 at, at Arts. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then he could have had a good week after that, and we was going into the o- Omar Cooper uh, Classic at East Orange Campus against Barringer, where we lost at the buzzer mm-hmm. on a guy shot it from his hip by half court and won the game. But I didn't have none of my best players. And then um, my main best player, he didn't come back to the middle of the season. So once he came back, I got academically eligible, 
we went on a good run, and then we played Irvington at Irvington, and then Irvington was like hands down one of the best teams in the county to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, they could say talent, but team wise, they did everything yes. to win the game. Yes, they played so hard, man. They, so played, they played really, hard. really they hard. They the ball for each other. They ran an offense yep. for each other. They, sh- I'm talking about, there was like a track meet, and when you couldn't keep up with that track meet. We was getting dusted. Yeah, the coach. So, uh, uh, I had Coach Elias on, and we was just chatting, talking. Basically, he was saying, you know, I think you listened to the last episode. You was telling me, but he, yes. you know, he he's a good coach. I don't think he get enough credit. Nah, he don't. You know, he don't. He don't. He, he don't get enough credit. You know, they won. They won their, their sectional. You know, but uh, you know, he just, you know, he it's, it's hard to play at Irvington. Put it like that. Mm-hmm. And and Co- Coach Coach Cooper just mentioned Barringer. North Academy, uh, North Tech, and Irvington. These are all Super Essex Conference teams. Yes. So you can see them in a Christmas tournament. You can see them in a county tournament. You can see them in a showcase. You can see them. You know, you're just gonna be able. You're gonna see one of these teams throughout the season at some point. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, you know, the 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 next thing I want to uh, talk about is like, you know, like what's your goals for this year coming up and you know, just like, you know, every, me personally, you know, like my team, you know, I'm this this might sound, you know, a little far fetched, but I really think that, you know, we're building something at North Academy and we're gonna do something special within the couple within the next couple of years. That's great. You know, so as far as you know, like I don't have to worry the thing that I don't have to worry about, Jamal. And some and the public schools have to worry about is transferring. Like mm-hmm. my kids, like if you go to North Academy, you're not going to North Academy to be to you know, mm-hmm. you're not going there to for, for sports for like a better words. But you're going there for the academics, which is mm-hmm. a great thing. But if you can play, you know, hoops and you're really good in the academics, it's like a perfect match. Absolutely, you know what yes. I mean. So which in your realm of things like. You know, the, the West Sides, the Irvington, the East Orange, the Orange, North Tech. You guys got to always worry about a kid transferring if you got a really good kid on your team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You always got to worry about, well, I got, you know, just hypothetically speaking, I got, you know, Mike. And, you know, if he ha- if he have a good year, he might leave me. Yeah. You know, so now what what do I do? Like, speak about just how you can retrieve kids and try to keep them in the system. Like I was telling, like me and Coach Brantley was talking, he he feel he felt I felt as though the reason why they were able to make a run is because they had that continuity with the same kids for over four yeah. years. But there, they had a nice little thing. I'm you know what I'm saying? So what's your what's your views on trying to retrieve kids and you know keep them within your program? Well, what we just started in Orange, the only thing that's holding us up is this this pandemic we're going through, but. Well, me and my coaches, like my first four years when I first got there, was the goal was to get with this first class, my freshman class, through. Now my next year is to start from the grassroots. So what we've been doing is we've been doing a lot of clinics and a lot of give free giveaways. And this is supposed to be our first year to start our basketball camp so we can get into in tune with parents and show them, like, this is what you're getting out of a coach, you know. This is what you're getting out of Austin. And if you believe that your kid is academically challenged, we have a special school in Orange that we only send top-notch academic kids, which is our STEM Academy. Right. You got a test in there. So if your kid is that smart, you don't need to go to the technical school or private school. We got it right here in Orange, right? In the Seven Oaks area, which is one of the prestigious areas in Orange. Yeah. But um, the transfer situation is I've never, ever been a fan of holding the kid that don't want to be there. Because if you don't want to be there, you're going to be a cancer to our program. Got you. That's a, that's so an interesting I point. I do not listen. To, I always had a next up rule, and I always tell all the kids, the JV kids, the freshman kids. I said the way we play, I pride on seven to eight kids average eight points a game. I said I probably never have a thousand point score. You have to be that good to be a thousand point score from my system, gotcha. because I believe in sharing the ball. I could say because any night could be anybody's given night. And if you believe the team is just all about you, then you're in the wrong situation. So, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be fun for you. You know, I, I do make adjustments for players that's that good. Like if I had a LeBron James, of course I'm going to let LeBron James be him. But unfortunately, right. I don't have it. So I pride on everybody having fun. And um, if you want to transfer, I don't hold you back. And, and I had that happen to me in the past. I had kids 
come all the way with me to the school season about to start. Next thing you know, I go look for him in class. He at St. Mary's and Elizabeth. He's at Bloomfield <laughs> high, high School. And then the coach would call me like a week later and say, hey, how was this kid? You know, I just got this kid. He just came in and I never dogged him. I'm like, oh, he's a good kid. He does this, he does that, he does this. Right. And then That's I go the right see approach. Him and they never even get in the game or things don't work out for me. And then they'll try to text me like, dad, coach, I wish I could have stayed where I was at. Now, you know, I said, you got to do what's best for you. Right. At the end of the time, you know. So uh, at the end of the day, transfer thing, that's the decision on the parent and the kid with their frustration. But I, I believe in the team effort. That's yeah, no, nah, nah, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, I had, you know, I, you know, everybody knows like the situation I had, and it kind of, it was a tough situation, but it worked out better for me. You know what I did learn because when you're a young head coach, you know, you get all, you get upset like, oh, you know, I can't believe you left me, or you know this is crazy and you, you're pissed off. But as you get older, you realize like, look, if you don't want to be here, you know, go ahead and do what you want to do or do what you think is best for you. You know, but we as coaches, mm-hmm. you know, you got the kids got, we as coaches, the thing that I think that, you know, yourself and, 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 and I, that, that we can, you know, work with these kids in Essex County or kids in the urban area or whatever they want to call it. Like, we mm-hmm. played. We understand. We know how it is. We know how it is playing at East Orange, playing at Orange, playing at West Side, because we actually went through that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, oh, some guy that's coming in to coach and he never he's never been a part of the system or the part of the community. Like, yes. he understands what it is to be from Orange or from East Orange or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? Yes. So. You know, like, I remember when I was in high school, nobody wasn't transferring into East Orange High School. No. You had the same guys from the 7th grade all the way up to the 12th grade. Yes. You know, you, you had nobody. If a guy transferred in, you, you're looking like, what? You know, why you leave your school? You looked at it like you weren't good enough where you was at. So you mm. think you're going to come here and try to, you know, like, play for us and take my spot? No, it's not happening. Uh-uh. And that that's a whole nother, you know, story. We we'll get into that also. Um Yeah, but I mean I, you, go ahead, I go heard, ahead. Um, I had heard Elias say something. I know what he was saying about um I had some kids that you just want to ask them to leave because <laughs> it's becoming it's becoming a problem where you you're just killing the vibe of what's going on and and you got so much love and compassion for the kid, you don't want to just keep on like sitting them. So you say I'm gonna give him a chance again. I'm gonna give him a chance again. Chance again, right? I'm gonna give him a chance again, and realize you're not—you're hurting the kid and you're hurting the team. And then the situation of administration, of parents—they get involved and everything, and they don't understand what we put in every day with these kids. Like I tell all these kids, when you come in this gym, we're kind of in like a marriage, man, because I spend more time with y'all than I spend with my family. Yeah, and yeah. I put a lot—I put everything into y'all. So when you decide to cheat on me, like you want to leave or break up with the situation, I don't feel bad. I let you go because I know what I put into you. Right. I know what right. I put into you. So I understand when the lies touched on that. Like, and then either the kid gonna get in shape and understand. And I tell him, I said, you can do that in these colleges. I know what these college coaches do. They're gonna put you gonna send you gonna go there with that same attitude. They're gonna give you a ticket, not even get a ticket, call your parent and say he's on the next plane, a train, a bus, a car coming right back to you. Yeah. Yeah. So they they you know, and I don't that's the the other thing. With that whole situ, with this whole situation, and I think you could attest to this also. I don't really blame the kid. You know, it's like some of the kids don't know. Yeah, some of the adults that they're around, they're trying to live through the kid. Mm. You know, so I think you should do this, and then you have like an uncle or a father who's been training the kid all his yes. life, and he think that this is what's best for you. So now you fighting the uncle, the kid, the aunt, the the, the, the you fight yeah, everybody. Everybody. You know, it's nothing Everybody. you can do is right. You, you know, so that that's what people don't understand when they're looking at a high school coach. It's like there's so many things that you have to fight off, especially in the in the uh, the urban area, coaching in the north, the East Orange, and the Irvington, and things of that nature. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. What's going to be special about this group I got coming back this year, I don't have none of that. <laughs> that's the great thing. It's the first year I'm going to just coach basketball. And basketball is going to be fun. And I have a point guard that's coming back. He started for me since a freshman. I had pulled him, had some 
turmoil that year. I had a very good team, but I had so much turmoil. So I pulled my freshman up just to play some mind games with him. And I started him in front of, of a senior. And then I said, I'm going to do something to get prepared for the And I always tell my teams, if I'm going to lose, then it's time for me to start preparing for the following year. And, interesting. Um, That's interesting. My, right my there. freshman year, my freshman point guard, he can. He's one of the best facilitators in the game, and he <laughs> sets everybody up. And when we lost to Irvington, we had a good playoff game against Irvington. He looked at me and said, "It's my time. I'm so happy. It's my time." He's a leader, and his group I got. I got some good athletes, and they just play hard. They scrap for you. But the great thing about him, he gets everybody involved. Yeah. So. I'm excited. Like once we get back in Jamaica, I'm excited to get with this group right here because, unfortunately, the county is not what the county was when it was. You know, the talent is pretty much spread it out. There's it's no like spread, it's teams. like is that that's crazy, right? Because it's, it's like it's like even. It's like even now. Very even. I'm talking. I about mean, from the bottom if, division to the to the top division. division right. There's no clear cut team. Like even this year, the county champ semis and the county championship was amazing. You had right. two. Game-winning semifinals that could have went either way. Any four teams that was in that semifinal could have won a championship. Right, right. It's no team that's like head and shoulders nope, above nobody. the entire Super Essence Conference. I mean, you got Immaculate, they're good. You got Seton Hall prep. But, you know, I, I, I saw games this year where both of them, you know, yep. lost games. And they lost you know. games, yep. I saw them at Seton Hall prep at Payne Tech lose to Payne Tech. That's another good team, too. Yep. <laughs> So um, teams are good around here, you know. People are getting better, and kids are starting to, as you can see, kids are starting to stay home. Yep, so yep. Starting to get yep. your kids now. You can develop your programs. Um, just you know, let's touch on, you know, like I want to. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I think I don't know if it, it will ever happen, or you know, if, you know, as far as I know, they've been trying to do it, and it never matriculated to anything. But what do you think about a shot clock in New Jersey, man? I th- I think that they it should happen, but it, it all comes down to like a you know a financial issue. You know what I mean? Mm, they want to bring the shot clock to Jersey. I think that's what makes Jersey special to me, honestly. Like if they could bring it here if you want to speed the game up to make faster shots and whatever. It is what it is. I've been used to playing against Milburn and Nutley and all that, and and. And and Verona said so I've been coaching, and my thing is the coaches at Nutley and Verona are great coaches. Yeah, and I learned so much from playing against them, and and you know watching them move the ball and share the ball. It helps me out offensively. Like sometimes I take some of the stuff that they do, and it helps me out. So with them slowing the game down and keeping the game at a low pace and still in the game at the end, at the end of the day, when the game is at when this game is close at the fourth quarter. And it's under ten seconds to win a game. You're going to need some plays to get you a good shot off. Yeah. So yeah. by them rushing the game and everybody want a shot clock, saying, "Oh, you holding the ball, holding this, holding that," it is what it is. If they bring it, they bring it. It's just going to be adjustment. We all got to make to prepare the kids because that's what they play in college. So right. I have a coach on the right. college level, so I don't know. But if they yeah. bring it, it helps prepare the kids for college. But I, I, it is what it is, you know. Like yeah. I said, financially, the, the schools won't have to look into it because they're going to have to get it in the, in the schools all crazy. But Right. You're going to have to get it in the schools. You're going to have to get a an operator to do the shot clock, you mm-hmm. know, so that's that's more money. When I coached at Rutgers Newark and, um, and you know, the shot clock, you know, when I played in college, there's a shot clock, and then you yeah. coach, there's a shot clock. And – it's a little bit long. It's longer than a regular NBA shot clock. I think it's 35 seconds in college. Yeah. Or something like 35, that. 35, yeah, it's 35. Yeah. And I think it would be a good thing. So I don't, I don't think it would be a bad thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I think it would prepare kids in high school to go to – when they get to college when to they get understand to college. Yeah. that you can't just be, you know, dribbling the ball and, you know, catch it, putting it on the floor right away because the, the shot clock is going down. You got to make – quick sound decision mm-hmm. you know so i think it's a benefit it's a benefit if it if it's in place and i understand some coaches in high school use it to their advantage yes you know and if, as soon as i mentioned i can mention one name and you'll be like oh man that's all he do uh, sandy oh yeah sandy <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes sandy does. just hold i mean i love you know, uh jamal man it's crazy. My first year at Nork Academy, we playing uh, Golden Ock. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, oh, this we're good. We got this. 
We got this. And it was their senior night. And I'm just like, I'm walking in the gym and I'm just like, we're, we might lose this game. <laughs> we might lose this game. Uh-huh. Anybody, if you know, if you listen, Sandy Pione, he's the Roadrunners coach. The road, the AU, his Roadrunners, his AU program is the Roadrunners in Union, New Jersey. He's the head coach at um, Older Ock in West Orange, New Jersey. He's he doesn't have a ton of basketball players. They don't practice a ton. It's uh, it's, it's just a school. small little small little Jewish school, and he gets them to play though. If because if you don't come out prepared to play you're gonna lose yes you're gonna lose the game yes so we're playing we're playing we're playing and sandy literally the, the end of the first quarter it was four to two <laughs> yep. half time half time it was 12 to 10 we wound up losing the game 23 to like 25 <laughs> or something like that and i just remember walking out of that gym and i'm just like you just you just lost the gold out. No, no disrespect to them, but yeah. it's like because you can't it. do what you you can't do what you want to do. You can't just get it and go. Like oh, you get it and go and you miss, <laughs> and get they get the back. rebound, <laughs> and they come and, and they 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 the one thing and you can attest to this too. The one thing they do very very well, mm-hmm. they can pass that ball. Mm-hmm. You can't get that ball. You try to jump the lane, backdoor foul, two layup. Two yep. two free throws. They ain't, nah, missing no like, free throws. No. they ain't missing no free throws. So back to our original point, like I think it it'll help. And those guys, uh coach the coach at um Verona, the coach at uh Milburn, they do a great job using it to their advantage. Oh yes, they do. You know, and I I have used it to my advantage on a couple of occasions also. So uh, you know, I, if it comes in, it comes in. I, it would be nice, but I'm not, you know, it's not the end all be all for me. No. Um, so just the, you know, let's have some free talk and just, you know, keep it real for a second, man. Okay. <laughs> you know, just let, 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 let some of the, you know, if we got, you know, some younger listeners, you know, coaches, parents or whatever the case is, you know, give a, give, give a, an example or a scenario of what it's like <laughs> when Jamal Cooper was. 13 years old, going into Orange Park, trying to play with the older guys. Oh, my God. First of all, were you allowed to play with the older guys? Nah, that, they know? used to have me at that age. <laughs> I had to know somebody. And be, now, honestly, because when I, I was 13, I was like the same height I was now. Like, I stopped growing. I was pissed because you can't tell me I wasn't going to be like six, seven, six, eight. And um, I was like six feet at 13 years old, and I grew to be like six one. So that was it. And, um, Unfortunately, I was like dunking at 14 and I was able to play because when I played, I grew up in Mechanic Street in okay. Orange and I was able to play with the, with the, the you know, with Robert Skipper, you know, Skipper and a uh, legend, know, you know, legend, you know, Kaka legend. and legend. and and legend. So I was always like right underneath them. So even though they was older than me, I always either sat on the bench with them or opens in a mix with them. So when I play with them, we'll play with the old heads or the people that did the street hustles and everything. The street hustles probably was better than the guys that was in college. <laughs> and that's where you got your game from because, like, even watching this um doc- Michael Jordan documentary that's going on right now, you know, uh-huh. the, the people that played in the street, they was like the Pistons. So if you can get exactly. to the room on them, you, when you played your age group or you played your peers, and and regular games, you felt phenomenal. You felt like you was right. the man. You, you play with a referee, you was good. What? A referee? That was cheating. That was adding that, you know, seven, eight people on the court for you. And right. and um, I think that's what these kids miss. And they don't yes. play in the park enough. Everything is a workout now. Everything's I got to go yes. work. I got to do this. So I always open the gym up. In the summertime, I keep it open. I invite the college kids over. And I invite everything up. And uh, my AD used to look at me like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm opening up free run. We're playing basketball. And I said, tell them, ain't no fouls. Don't call no fouls. Don't kill each other. I don't want no fights happening. Just get in here and play hard against each other. And, right. you know, a lot of my boy that played for Nebraska, Deshaun Burke. Burke, yeah. Yeah, when yep. Burke come home, he bring about five or six good elite kids. Jesse Filet come up and he'll play with the kids. And it toughened them up a little bit. They need that. And, um... Like you said, back in the day, Orange Park, shoot, you had to earn it up there, man. You had to still oh, got the man. best out there, man. Please, they clean you and wouldn't care oh, pick man. you back up or talk junk to you. 
and it made you a competitor. It made you compete. Yes. And that's what a lot of these kids are lacking now. They don't compete no more. Like, Yeah, I, me, you know, that's, you know, growing up in East Orange, I would go to Savo, you go to Savo Park, oh, Elmwood, Elmwood Park, Park. <laughs> you go to um, Watchesson Oval or something like that. But I was so close to Orange, you know, I would always go to Orange Park, and everybody would be like, "Yo, what part of what part of Orange you live?" In? I'm like, "I live in East Orange." Yes, you know, I don't live in Orange, but I knew all the guys from Orange. You know, like you you go out there on a in a, in the summertime, uh, four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon. You playing one. against guys who just came off work, who just yep. got off work. Yep. And I, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I don't know if you remember Rab. Rab was an older dude. Yeah, I remember Rab. He was a he was, you know, he did some time or whatever the case yeah. is. But he was he was he used to just school all the youngins and just let them know if you thought you was good, don't 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 mention it to Rab. Because mm-hmm. he didn't want to hear it. You have to yeah. show him. Show and him, if yep. you and he, and if you did something good, he'd be like. I bet you won't do it tomorrow. I mm-hmm. bet you can't do it again. So you're yep. constantly trying to prove something to these dudes. You know, Rab was he basically he said one time, you know, I never forget it. We had game point. I forgot who was on my team, but I know he was on my team. And he 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 held the ball and he he told us, he said, Yo, I just came off work. I've been working all day, you know, and this if we win this game, we ain't gonna lose no other games. I don't want nobody taking a bad shot or trying to play hero. Mm. You know, you're 14 years old. You're looking at a grown <laughs> man like you're looking at him like, yo, what is he talking about? I just want to have fun. Yep. But it was, it was, you know, like the end all for him. So you now you you learning what is a good shot, what is a bad shot. You're yep. learning all that indirectly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. And if you if you take a bad shot, you're gonna have to deal with him. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to. You know, just to describe it, he was like six three, like two hundred and fifty pounds, <laughs> all muscle. Yep. Mean, mean. He was mean. You know, but uh, yeah, I I think that's you know, but the we can say like me, you can say that's what these kids missing. They don't they don't understand what it is, but that's what they used to say about us too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But the difference was, at least we would go outside and play with those older guys. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I just think like some of the, the the younger kids now. You know, even my son, man. You know, like I get him. He, you know, I got him playing with older dudes. He's like, you know, he he, he hit me, man. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing. So, that. so what he hit you? Hit him back. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing. You know, that, but, that... but you just gotta you gotta you know just expose them to it. You know, people. I hear this argument all the time. Nobody's in the park. None of the kids are in the park. That's mm. true. They're not in the park, but you know what can we do to get them back into the park? You know, everybody, you're right. Everybody do want to work out. Everybody want to play on the whistle. But I thought you got better by even if you can have you can do as many workouts as you want. It, this, like you said, taught you how to compete. That guy rap taught you how to compete, how to not give up on plays, how to know how right. to take the right shot and stuff like that. I saw so many kids on my team just give up on plays. I'm burning timeouts to to tell you why did you give up on that play? Why did you not chase that ball down? Like like. Do you like losing? Is that the thing? Is that the thing that's accustomed to it? So, yeah, but um, just a quick story. Um, I remember when I used to – I was in the position that the guy Rad was in. I used to get off work or whatever before I go to work. And Ky- <laughs> this, is, this is the true story. Kyrie Irving up in South okay. Orange. You know, South Orange. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about every day Kyrie Irving would – I mean, this was, mm-hmm. he just played the McDonald's All-American game, and he was there every day. He'd ride his bike, he'd get off. And one day I had next, so he came in. I I knew he was, but he probably didn't know much about me. He's like, yo, old head, my man, my man, Um, who got next? So I got next. I said, all right, cool. I picked him up, and I picked these couple of African kids up. I'm talking about they got all these kids that play for all these Seton Hall University up there and everything. And we ran the court up oh, and yeah. ran it, ran the court yeah. the whole time. And all I did was I had to remember play defense and rebound. I'm like, and just gave it to him. And he told us that, like, yo, he was pushing him. And he was just a great competitor. Like, he right. loved, he lived to come play at the rack. Yeah. But what, but what, what, what did you just say that I think, I think that was the last, you know, breed of those kids. Yes. He rode, he rode his what to get to the he park? He rode his bike. He rode his, his bike. His bike. Uh, his, bike. his bike. He could have had a car. Could have you know, he morning. probably would have walked if it, if yeah, it was. I mean, some days you know. he did walk. You see him walking. He walked right to the middle of the park, right from West Orange, 
right there, but he just and you see him just drilling the ball right to the courts and everything. He ain't say probably about five or six words to everybody, but he just played it like he played right. it like he was possessed. Like you see him playing the NBA right now today. That's how he played in the park. And I was yeah. like, this guy is crazy. You yeah, just... I met him. I met him when uh when when he was a sophomore at uh when when Sandy introduced me to him. And I was like, this guy's always in the gym, man. You know, I was about to be a senior in college at Bloomfield mm-hmm. College. And he was always in the gym. And then when Sandy brought him to play in the pro league, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, he's he's a sophomore in high school. I'm like, first of all, these guys are going to be way too strong. And he got out there and he was killing. Yep. <laughs> Literally. Like, killing. You know, so yeah, you know, back to, you know, let's bring it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, just growing up in the park, playing against those older guys, you know, that's definitely what's missing. Those kids just being out there, making their own decision, and nobody is out there, uh, you know, trying to delegate and regulate everything. No, that's not a foul. No, because when you was in the park, cool. Jamal, when you in the park and you call a foul, and if you call a foul and that dude say to you, no, you you're not getting that. You better fight till you get that ball. You better mm-hmm. be like, you're not cheating me. Cause once they see that, oh, I can I can foul him, and he can call, and I ain't giving it to him. Mm-hmm. They might even go as far as threatening you. Yep. Like you you ain't getting the ball. You a punk. You're not getting it. Mm-hmm. And if you fall, then they they'll make up a name for you in the park. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now it's like here come punk such and such. Yeah. You know. But you, but it's all a test. It's all a test, yep. you know. So that's that's what I think. I personally believe that's what's the game. What's the game is missing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what the game is missing. So I, I I love those old days, man. You know, playing. And when you, the, the thing that you when you try to tell kids now, like, you know, I ask some of my players, and it's no knock on them. This is when I was coaching at North Thirteenth Street in North, and now I'm coaching at North Academy. You ever played outside? They look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> outside, outside for what? They're like no, everything's in the gym. No, I got it. I'm, I'm gonna give you a quick story. We was when I was at North Thirteenth Street. You know, I had it was my second year, and I was asking the kids. We, you know, we, you know, I, I warmed up. I'm like, you know what? We're gonna do something different. There, we're gonna play a rough. Oh, Nobody knew what I was talking. Oh about. man, twenty one. So I had to explain the game to them, and if you get to a, if you get to a certain, if you was it thirteen, yeah, or 13, twelve or yeah. something, and you ain't got no points, you out. You out, yeah. You gotta get out. You gotta get out. You gotta get out. Gotta so get they're out. like, "Yo, how am I out?" I'm like, "You didn't score. You didn't score, nope. Nope. It's impossible to get to that twenty. When you get to nineteen, you better be able to score because <laughs> people are clotheslining you, tripping yes. you, everything, yes. and it, it helps yes. you out so much." Yeah, so little things like that, you know, just tell them. I used to share with my teams, like, a, a, a rough is called a 21, and these are the rules. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, oh, y'all playing like that? Yes. Yep. And I don't consider myself, you know, Asian or nothing like that, but I'm like, I'm 38. Man, you, you never play? You never had to call next? Nope. You know what I mean? So, but this this is good, good conversation, man. Absolutely. Good conversation. Um. You know, we're gonna wrap it up in a little bit. So, absolutely. The, the, the last thing, the last thing I wanted to, to to basically touch on is, you know, what do you think like the state of basketball is at right now in the state of New Jersey? Like, I mean, obviously you got your, your St. Benedict's, you got your Roselle, mm-hmm. got your uh, St. Pat's and things like that. You know, like, you know, what do you? Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of transferring going on, guys bouncing all over the place. You know. Well, I say, like this, um, honestly, this is the first year, and, and and this is going back to where it was in the 80s and, and back to the 90s. I'm like, a, when I got into basketball, I became like a historian as well. It's about to go back. Right. Honestly, it's going back to the public schools again. I've seen a Catholic yeah. school talent is getting kind of low. I've seen the public schools. Like, honestly, Camden was the best team in the state this year. Mm-hmm. And they, they were pretty right. good. They were pretty good. They played hard. They played for each other. They had everything you needed to win. A very good coach with Rick Brunson, and um, it's starting to transfer to that. Like you know, the Catholic schools—they got so many individual players. 
mm-hmm. and they don't have role players. And when you don't have no role players, it's like when you need them to do certain things, they get outside of the character. So the state of New Jersey basketball is always going to be top notch. It's always going to be competitive. You always got great yeah. talent every year. All yeah, around the You got guys like that you even know, like teams like Manasquan that you didn't pay no yes. attention to. Well, we played Wachong Hills this year. Wachong Hills was great. They yeah, they, I think they won the. Uh, I think they won the uh, the conference. Yeah, they won everything. It was two points. The away. counties. I'm sorry. Yeah, they beat Gill Saint Bernard in the Gill. county. They beat Gill. Yeah, and um, they yeah. lost to Gill early in the year. They regrouped, but they had a great six or seven guys that played well, hard, and everything. And um, you see that they lost to a great Elizabeth team by two, and and a sectional championship. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, you're starting to see the public schools because a lot of those guys from Watchtower Hills they could have all been at Gill Saint Bernard. Okay, True. All or right, and it's starting to stay. Or at home. least, the, at least the top player on that team had a chance to go to Gill. Well, one of the but, brothers, but maybe they split him in half. One was at Gill, yes. and the other one yes. was at Washington yes. Hills. That, that's true. That's true. So um, that's true. That's what I'm saying. You're starting to see, and Phil Colicchio is doing a great job at Elizabeth. You know, he's one of the best coaches in the state, and, and yep. Yep. he's building Elizabeth back to where it's going to be. So you're going to start seeing the the public schools being more competitive with the Catholic schools, and um. And it's going to start to become better. So it's, it's, it's helping out all around because everybody's being competitive. So it's good because what I what I like what they did about probably like seven eight years ago when they put everybody in their own county, and now you're starting to get games are sold out now, and the competitive nature of these kids, they're going to start getting them find a way to compete again. Yeah, so. no, I, I I'm I'm on board with that right there. You know, and some of the <clears throat> some of the top schools in in Jersey. You know, shut down. Obviously, Patterson Catholic's been shut down yes. for a while. St. Anthony's is shut down. Has you know got shut down. Mm-hmm. It's just, but that helped. You know, that helped Patterson Eastside. No, Patterson Kennedy become what they came right. this year because there's right. no. Catholic. I think they won the. I think they won the county. They won the county. They was. I think they was. They won a section. They was about to go to the sectional to the state championship, and they was playing very well this year. Yeah. The, Private school, I have no, I have nothing against a private not school. At all. Not I have at all. nothing, oh, not at all. N- nothing against a public school. The only thing I would say to a kid or a, a, a parent is, is this: if, if, if I'm rec- if I'm a high school coach or eighth grade coach, and Jamal Cooper is you know one of the best eighth graders around, and he's getting ready to go to high school, and he don't know where he want to go. He he got some promise, but he's telling me, "Oh, I'm gonna go to Hudson Catholic. I'm gonna go to uh, Sea <clears throat> Hall Prep. I'm gonna go to St. Benedict's. Whatever the case is, hypothetically speaking, I'm gonna go there." But I'm at a public. I'm the I'm the coach, and I'm at a public school, and I'm telling the kid, "Well, you could come to Orange, and you could start right away. Mm-hmm. You could play right away, and you're gonna play for four years. You're gonna get." Your freshman year is going to be your learning year where you're going to make a ton of mistakes. If you're that good where you can play right away, you're going to make a ton of mistakes. And, um, you know, your sophomore and junior year, you'll be playing. But some kids just go to these, you know, the private schools and they won't play until they're probably a junior. Yes. And then they realize, like, you know what, I'm about to be a senior. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the, my town, the high school in my town. Yes. And then you see him play for one year, and you're like, he's really good. Yes. But he could have been he could have been this three years ago. Could have been there three years ago. He could have been there three years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The kid, the the point guard. I don't know if you remember the point guard from uh, Payne Tech, Zaire Jefferson. Yes. I had Zaire at North Thirteenth Street my freshman year. His freshman year. Oh wow. He okay. was our point, and he played up. So I met with his dad. <clears throat> I met with uh, Mr. Jefferson. I was like, if he come. Here, he's going to play right away. I'm going to play him right away. I don't know if he believed me or not. He thought I was lying or I was, like, trying to pitch some game to him. I'm like, first of all, I have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I got Jaden. That's it. Yeah. If I get J- Zaire, I'm good. He came in. He made a lot of mistakes the first, I'd say, 16 games, Coop. By the time those last 10, 15 games are the back half of the, the season, he started to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Got comfortable. He started figuring it got out. Got comfortable, you know. And obviously, 
he didn't come with me to North Tech, uh, North Academy. Mm-hmm. And he, stayed, he went to Payne Tech. Yeah. He, be- he became one of their better players as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. This past year, he was a junior captain. He's like, you know, one of the best players in the county. Mm-hmm. One of the best point. He's one of the better point guards in the county. Yes. You know what I mean? So it worked out for him. And I think, you know, his parents saw the end goal like, yo, we got to get him to play. Because the best teacher we're learning this game, you need playing time, man. You need playing time, yep. You need to play. Yep. You know, you need to play. Um. So you say you open up. You say you guys open up with uh with Westside, yeah. With yeah, Westside, you know, we got year. the schedule. You know, they sent the matrix out to everybody for the for the county. So you know, we get that every year. You find out who you're gonna play, so you can pencil in your schedule. But we open yeah. up at Westside. Well, our conference is strong, man. We got Westside in this year, Central, East Orange Campus, Montclair. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is in our conference? West Orange. So you know, it's pretty strong. This is gonna be very very competitive every night. Yeah, I don't. The only thing I'm worried about, to be quite honest, is uh, the summer league, and I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen. We don't even know what's gonna happen. With that. Like, I don't even know what's gonna happen. I will pray that we'll be allowed to get into the summer league with this pandemic going on, and I pray that all the kids are healthy, and I pray the families get through this. I don't know what's gonna happen, but uh, you know, I just hope we can get in the gym at least before <laughs> before the season starts. Yeah, what I'm what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna try to do, is uh, I'm gonna reach out to you. You know, or you, you know, I'll have my AD reach out to AD yeah. we can schedule the scrimmage or something oh, yeah, like definitely. that. Whatever you want to do, that ain't no problem. You know, and just go from there. Hey, man, I wanna, I wanna thank you for your time, man. I know, you know, we don't got a, everybody don't got a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you could have been doing something better, but yo, I, I really appreciate oh. you. I thank you for having me on. I thank you for having me on to chat. You know, I really, really appreciate it. The goal is to try to. You know, get as many SEC coaches I can, so we could talk about it. Get get different perspectives of you know what they think of the SEC, the game, and going forward and things like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. For sure. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Thanks.